0: Is Friends, Friends the of devil. the Devil. Friends of the devil. Friends of the Devil. Welcome back to Friends of the Devil. I'm your host, Adam Damper, along with Wow. Samit. So sexy of you, Adam. And wow. And Drew. Uh, it's been a little bit. We been on hiatus for the last month and a half, but I'm so enthused to be back. Um, So enthused. By
1: month and a half, he means maybe four months. (laughs) (laughs) But I get
0: it. (laughs) We lie. I get it. um, Not really, but you know, sometimes. It's been a little bit, um, but we're back and we thought it would be really great to revamp the podcast. Yo,
1: they don't need to know how the sausage is made. (laughs) (laughs) We should just Uh, give them what they want.
0: And so, for today's episode, we wanted to stick to the things that we know, which is really the hustle in Los Angeles with three creatives, um, two actors, one entrepreneur ish, and just kind of dive into Don't
2: the life. issue yourself. Never Don't forget the yourself. comedians. Uh, Do you
1: know? A wise man once said, We're never trying, we're only doing.
0: You're only doing. It. Come on, Yoda. Um, so <laughs>
2: thank you for the callback, my friend.
0: Um, oh, I wasn't talking about you. Are you serious? I'm you, fucking with you. Come was, on. <laughs> it was something I, I think it would be cool to to dive into each one of our stories uh, about like how we got out of here. Um, what were some of the, the hardships? What were some of the challenges? What were some of like the triumphs? Mm-hmm. Um, things that made us cry and laugh in the beginning, maybe. So. Just getting yeah. really tight about, like, exactly what the story was and how it went, how you remember it, and, like, maybe some advice you'd give your younger self coming out here for the yeah. first time.
1: Well, that's where I'll, that's where yeah. I'll jump in. It, yeah. it It's not that we're going to sit here and kind of do the James Lipton, so where are you from? We're not going to, like, <laughs> dive into this whole crazy story, but it, it, it's everybody who comes out here with, as, with some sort of, uh, you know, A leap of faith if you will they don't have everything they don't have all the information they're going to need they don't have it's with hope it's with energy it's with optimism right
2: well that's a big part of it
1: no it's a huge part of it but that's my point is that that where we what we lack is a bit of tangible knowledge that could help us Mm. you know maybe not waste some time or make better decisions along the way. And I'm not saying that making those mistakes aren't good. They are. They're great. They, they, they're valuable. They're so valuable. But, you know, there's no reason why, in hindsight, I could have made some, some decisions that were a little bit more, you know, effective. So <laughs> I think, I mean, think, yeah.
2: that's us all. You know, like when I first came out here, before I came out here, I was binging on this podcast, and I wish I knew, remember the name. But it was about gearing myself for coming to Hollywood, mm. and even then, I still fucked up plenty. What was it? Wait, you don't remember the podcast? Ah, uh, it's since off air now. Um, mm. I wish I remembered the name well, on the top. Really, that
1: worked out for people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> yeah. And so I think in today's episode, would <laughs> be really good to just remember like why we're doing this, you know. And if anybody just run into this episode. or how could we serve that population people like us like like the me from four and a half years ago when i was you know when i told myself i'm gonna come to la before i'm 30 you know what are some of the things that i wish i did or didn't do or um some of the information i wish i had so i think each one of us can kind of distill out those questions and what would we have told that version of ourselves what could we have told that version of ourselves then i think it'll help I think it'll be fun. I think
2: it'll be great. I do remember the name of one of the hosts of the oh, podcast. Oh, who, who? That's important. Trevor Allgott. Okay, well. Uh, he is an actor and a voiceover actor, uh, and I will give shout-out to you, bro, because I did learn a lot from you and uh, the other co-host, I forget Cool. But, yeah.
0: Perfect. Um, well, I guess I'll kick it off. Um, <clears throat> I came out here when I was 21 and a half, coming Probably, on to 22. No. 28, going right. 29, June. So uh, I was fired from a car dealership. And I was in my shower. And I was sleeping on an air mattress at the time in Santa Rosa, California, Northern California. And I thought... So this is right before you got you came out here. Yeah, so right. But before we're talking like here, literally, like I took the trip in a day. I was like, let's just do it. So yeah. you, had, you hadn't had even the thought. There's zero out. plans. There was just right. like, I'm fired. Because like, my boss was just like... Mm-hmm. We're, we're done with you mm-hmm. you're done i had been like maybe a week off of work and i was like i guess i'm gonna come back and see what's up and like my name was off the board and i was like oh like this is like legit i'm fired and they're like yeah yeah you're done i'm like cool great and so i went back home took a shower packed all my shit in my bag um toyota camry 96 um great like maybe seven o'clock eight o'clock that night drove Lovely story overnight slept in the like, it was like right next to a motel because I couldn't afford one at the time. I was waiting on the um, wow, I was waiting on my, my cash to come through for my tax return. I know that story, and um, I kind of timed it out to the day of when I knew it was gonna happen or when I need to do it. So, had just enough to be able to afford maybe like a cheap, shitty spot for a couple days. So, here's a uh, question, yeah, and just to let you guys
1: know, it's like. The plan is to interject. Like I, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not trying to. No, yeah. I'm not trying to means. interrupt. But I think like where it's, it's helpful. It's not my life story time. No, yeah. exactly. And I think it's yeah. helpful to ask the question because what we're doing is we're connecting to different people's process. So you came out on a whim. I came out with the thought of like for seven years. Like when am I going to do this? At some point I'm going to do this. Yeah. So did you have a plan or did you know? That you wanted to do something in media, something entrepreneurial, so something in that the, was entertainment based when you were up in Santa In Rosa. the back
0: of my head, um, it was always a thought. We'd gone on like this extreme mushroom trip, maybe like three months before that. And we went down to Who's we? um, a roommate of mine and my, myself. We went in my car and just like went all the way down to L.A. and came back um, on a mushroom trip. And nice. I was like, I want to pursue Hollywood, be famous. And like, have people know me and get some validation for my ego here. And yeah, that was kind of the, the vibe. Like, the first thing I did was I came out to an open mic I found. Um, and then the second thing I did was I went to the comedy store. And
2: so, was comedy always the thing? It was, yeah, like it was always like
0: the center of the thought process when I was moving down here. When I was in Santa Rosa, it was just purely like, have sex, go to work.
2: Were you doing comedy up there, too, in NoCal? Cal? No,
0: no, I wasn't doing anything entertainment-related when I was in Northern California. Were you having sex up in NoCal? Cal? I was trying to. Okay. It, was, it, was, it was inconsistent, but yes. That's fine. They're here and there. Inconsistent.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's if that's as good as it's going to get in post, post-COVID era. So like, I mean... Right. That's fine. You're yeah. winning there.
0: But, um, yeah, that was, that was it. And then I, I came down here and I was living with, like, three people in my room and three people in another room and fucking four people in another Damn. room. It was like, it was nuts. It was like, right... Couple exits down from the USC, so it's like a bad South Central area. This is not fun. So,
1: so was question. Stuck. This might be hard. This might. This is loaded. So, distill just distill this out as best as you can. Yeah. What made you think that you could do it?
0: Um. I felt like I was smart. I <laughs> okay. felt like I was smart, and I felt like I was lucky, and I felt like really. I always felt that way. I've always felt that way. So you have felt like you had this
1: like. I'm going to get lucky. My 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 smartness, my brain, my intelligence. Like, if I don't allow myself to
0: self sabotage, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm lucky and smart enough to make it at a certain level. Now, I was thinking stratospheric success, right? Um, which I think was, you know, that like, 21, 22 year old energy of like, dude, I'm going to fucking make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, <laughs> even though this, you had no idea what that looked like, yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> um God but oh my it's <laughs> a, obviously the perspective is a you're little bit different fucking out of your mind i know i know this is this is pre-drug me so
1: well uh, the drugs came probably when you're like fuck this is harder this would be this yeah this would be a dual tough yeah i need some weed right now right? i need some something soap. to edge this pain right. yeah. a little bit all right so let's push this along <laughs> so so how long were you kind of in that like completely off the cuff malaise of like going to open mics like, living with yeah. six people. Like, how yeah. long did that last for?
0: So, I mean, I kept having a crazy amount of roommates until maybe, like, nine, ten months later where I was, like, living with my girlfriend. And then, it went from there to being, like, homeless. Yep. And so, like, living in my car and really? shit, fucking grinding, and just, like, having no idea how to make money, and just, yeah. And was
1: there, any, did any part of you have, like, some sort of safety net from back home? Like, do you have... No, you
0: have- I, I intentionally... I felt like, and it was cool because the girl I was living with at the time kicked me out and she was like, I want you to go off and become a man. And I don't know how to do that for you because <laughs>
2: I'm a woman. And so
0: you're going to have to figure that out on your own. So yeah. I need you to leave. Wow. So did you have and no money great.
2: saved when you moved down here? You were just like, fuck I had them, like go? maybe like,
0: like $700, $800. Like I knew that was like, I was smart to figure out. Like I knew that's going to last for That's ballsy, a bro. Bit. Yeah. And like I, I at least
2: took out, out. A, a significant loan when I moved out here because I'm like, I like okay, like, I know this is going to take a significant investment. Let me fuck myself over for the short term for a long term game. Right. Which, Which, I mean, is a smarter move. So, I mean, <sighs> but I will say this, like,
0: just to kind of, and I, I, t- I said this in the group text, I was like, consistency kills. So, the consistency of believing that I was going to make it mm-hmm. kept me here.
1: Oh, wait, Con- consistency kills. What does that mean? So it kills it, the it, doubt,
0: it, it kills the fear, it kills so like it's it, good. the feelings of inadequacy. is good. Yeah. All right. And oh, the, when you text yeah. me, yeah. When you text that. I thought you meant that consistency was shitty. Oh, like, no, no, like no. it's not about consistency. It's no. about. I thought that was you, the, the framing you were coming from too. No, no, no. Consistency off. kills. I, I figured. I mean, I figured you guys were gonna like think in that way, but I mean, consistency kills it the doubt. It, it kills the like the inadequacy feelings. Yeah, it kills the neurotic thinking. I had zero neurotic thinking when I was broke. Cause like you're broke, like mm-hmm. go work, go do something, like yeah. do like just figure it out. Like you're just you're just running around now. Like yeah. I, I I have extra resources, so I don't have to yeah. be as stressed. And like I have neurotic thinking, and then the people that have clients, i clients have clients now, and like they're you know making so much money that like you know they're making up things, you know. So they have to have therapists yeah. to talk to them. It's like well, the more disposable like income yeah.
1: you have, the more room you have for neurotic thinking. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it
0: was just like it. For me, the this, the conciseness of it is just come out here. If you have zero dollars. right? Mm-hmm. Because the fear of not figuring out is going to be relinquished and killed by the consistency you have towards whatever the goal is. You're going to find yeah. a way. Right, but your yeah. goal
1: wasn't... Very specific, so it doesn't matter. So, what, what did yeah. you hold up? What was the consistent thing? The the consistency that was like, you?
0: I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it like literally, it that's what kept me right. here for four so years. And so, you would just keep yeah.
1: iterating until you figured out what like, what you, that even looked like, what that it was. And then,
0: so, eventually, I met my first millionaire when I was like 20, 22 and a half, 23. It's just a funny thing to say, yeah. <laughs> I've
1: met my first millionaire, it, in 20 it, years. it is a it's a thing, dude. Right. And like, it, he, is.
0: it was just like, here's, here's you know. Um for uh Nightingale. Uh here's uh Tony Robbins, here's uh, Jim Rohn, here's Alan Watts, uh mm. here's They gave you like a yeah. fucking like, it's master's like, degree. It's a both. master's yeah. class to self development yeah, and positive man. mental attitude and gratitude and note taking yeah. and formatting yeah, and business building. Yeah. And network marketing. I mean, it was like that. Wait. Marketing so program. I'm curious
2: yeah. now. Like, fast forward through all of this stuff yeah. because this is like Adam's life story we're getting into. I know. Yeah. But when, I, when I did when did you find comedy? When did you find fitness? When did you find like? It
0: was right in that pocket. Like so. So like the, the network marketing company I got involved in was Herbalife. They had these group training classes, and um, that connected me to fitness. And I think eventually kind of moved on from there and to doing my own shit. And then comedy was just, like I said, um, it was a thing that I felt like I wanted to do. I felt like I was funny. A lot of people who are comedians feel like they're super funny. And it's more to comedy than that. Um, But, yeah, the, the parting gift, like I said, is just anybody who's wanting or interested in being out here and being successful. I don't think a concrete tangible plan is necessary for you to be out here and Mm. then be successful in any issue you want to go into
1: i actually kind of agree with that starting off with just wholeheartedly starting
0: off with just being consistent on the thought process of making it and then having tangible steps as a result Mm. of like just that top level I'm gonna chase after because it's literally just I'm gonna chase after comedy. I would just spend four hours a night going to open mics. Good. I would spend that's time what at the comedy store and just like waiting and hanging out. And like that's what if it I If I went back to that, I would be back in that rhythm and I'd start making money in industry. Yeah. And so I, I put those hours down in my business and I need to start splitting time. But for when I first was came coming out here, that, that was literally it. That was a focus. Well, a big so part it of it sounds, is putting
2: yeah. in your hours, man. You know, like yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like like.
1: Even though you you were super impulsive, you made some whatever mistakes. I put in quotes. Yeah, it, you're grateful for that, obviously. Like we're all grateful for our process because that's how we get to where we want to go. But what is it still like it within that? Would distill out even further, like what you can, what you would say to that guy who came out here? Yeah, I would.
0: I would say to him like. I wouldn't change anything about how I moved and what I did because it just made me so fucking, like, tough as fucking nails. Mm. Um, I wouldn't change any of that shit. I think I would just, like, ease up on the girl chasing. Because, like, once you start making money, they'll come to you. Like, you'll be fine. <laughs> like, it'll be fine. I'm, it's real, baby. Like, it, it, I, I was yeah, expecting, yeah, like, ease yeah,
1: up on the girl yeah. chasing because, you know, it's not about that. It doesn't, doesn't it doesn't it like, do it for you. No. You know, it's about the, the spiritual. There, it's about a the reason, love. He's like, no, yeah. man, you make money, it'll just come to you.
0: That's a real, I, I just, I realized that as I kept on um, climbing to like the ranks yeah. and started talking to people who make more money and are more consistent well, in their businesses. I would challenge you to yeah. say
1: that, that when you get to a point, like look, it's always going to evolve, but when you get closer to a point where you want to go and that happens to you too, where the things you want come to you, there's gonna be a reckoning there too. Uh, there's oh, gonna yeah. be shit where you're and like, that's not a satisfying. So like, thing
0: that's thought. not like the the most healthy. The most healthy thing I could say to myself. I'm not saying that you yeah, we need we're, healthy. We're, I'm, work I'm, on, I'm work on your anti-attachment syndrome issues. Seek out a therapist and talk for about an hour. Hey man, a don't week discount about. therapy because attac- like to everybody who's coming. I feel, I feel coming attacked right now. I'm not. I'm not. Dis- I'm, not sc- I'm doing therapy currently. I'm There currently. you go. So I'm not yeah. discounting. What I'm saying is is that. A 21, 22 year twenty-two-year-old version of myself is not going to hear that shit. Absolutely. And so it's going to be pointless for me to say it to him. So I'm, he's going. I'm going to be like, dude. I promise you, if you set your sail to this point, what the empty shit that you want is going to happen, and then you're going to feel like it's empty, and you have to go over here anyway and do some healing, do some healing, mm-hmm. do some self-discovery, and some real shit and figure out why you have anti-attachment issues and why you don't want to be in committed relationships and mm-hmm. why you, you know, self-sabotage in these situations, but. Mm-hmm. That twenty-two-year-old version is not going to be able to hear that very well, but yeah, that's my, that's my out, You know, no, I, yeah,
1: I, I think we could. I think there's a couple more questions I have. Okay, go for it. Thinking about, it. so, it's about consistency. Yeah, it's, it's ab- not that I have a question. It's I, I'm trying to clarify. So, yeah, yeah. For you, having that open-ended, like it's like more of an emotional goal of like I want to know what it feels like to make it. I want. I want. That to be satisfied, yeah. and and then being open when you don't, when you're not as strict, when you're as stringent with your you know your sight, you're open to kind of the fluctuation and the the ebbs and flows. As long as emotionally, I know what it's going to feel like when people recognize me, people yeah, feel
0: you're going to draw in. The universe is going to draw you into all these opportunities, mm-hmm. and it's going to give you opportunities to go in those directions as you say to yourself, I want to make it, I want to be successful and I want to make all this money, it's going to offer you these opportunities and they're gonna be little windows. And if you have that stratospheric Big, huge goal. There's going to be so many things you can attach yourself to and keep yourself fucking running this race Mm-mm. that we all do with this capitalism thing, mm-hmm. and as opposed like, to aiming too low. Yeah, as too opposed to thinking to like, like, I want to make fifty, forty, thirty thousand dollars and be regular on a show, whatever the fuck, or like get right. a commercial audition and land it. No, it's just like, dude, I want to be as big as fucking Will Smith. Right. Like, if you say something like that, the universe is going to open you up to like this fucking gargantuan shit you can do with your life. Ain't that
2: some fucking? Truth? Do you
1: ever feel? yeah inadequate then when you're so doing true. something that is on the path to that yeah but then every isn't day. that every day How did, but but doesn't that make you hate process
0: yeah dude yeah that's For, why we're different yeah, people yeah so it's i i fucking yeah. today yeah. was like fuck this shit in the middle of me being in front of person and like let it kind of like slip out of my conversation as Very in front of a client right yeah but i mean like because i'm like fuck this shit i'm gonna be a millionaire now right i want some figures now
1: but we're like, doing this right now yeah. like this thing that we're doing right here is process it yeah. is us putting together our fucking our, our our light boxes and our you know one computer our mics we don't even have we don't even know where one of the pop filters is <laughs> so it's like yeah. th- we're in that now so how why is this different for you why are you willing to be like because i don't know what's going to happen with this thing like Having a podcast I mean, that makes money takes is sometimes is, takes years. Is insane. Yeah, years. So, years. so what about this? Is why does this not do the same thing for you? Why does this not irk your ego?
0: Mm. Well, I mean, it's it's so not my muscle work that has required. It's a collective thing, and so mm-hmm. it's not like I really want to do a podcast today. So, Samit, so you're gonna fucking do it, no matter what you're doing. Andrew, you're gonna do it. I'm going to sit there and do this. I'm going to make you do this. Like right. It's not what this is. No. It's like, it's me acquiescing to whatever's going on in your schedules and your times and respecting that and being able to make space for it. And I think it's working a different muscle than, I don't need to be on camera right now doing some Got sort it. of like, content or media or whatever. I is from a client. I need make like, money today. that's um, totally different. It's right. completely predicated on me. Got it. So yeah. that's me. That's cool, man. That's helpful.
2: But I agree, who's bro. up next? Thanks to me. I'll dive in. Let's do it. So, I mean, I agree with you, bro. Like, consistency consistency kills any sort of doubt and measure of, of whether I can do whatever, or whether I have the ability to do whatever. I mean, that is, that's the biggest lesson for me, mainly that I've learned through this journey, is focus. Focus, focus, focus on what it is that I came out here for. So I kind of had a similar-ish story, too. I mean, I didn't get fired, but I was working a job that I absolutely fucking hated, and one day I just... I mean, I was suicidal at that point, So, but I I was going to therapy, and I I had the realization and the awareness that, you know, I've always wanted to be an actor. I've always wanted to come to Hollywood, so fuck it. Let's just fucking do this. So how Um, old were
1: you when when this happened?
2: 27, 28, somewhere thereabouts.
1: Did you have any sort of like, fuck, I'm I'm in my mid-20s already, and now I want to do this? I did. Yeah. I did.
2: But you know what? Like, I mean, to anybody who's older and is coming out and making their journey, like, mid-20s or even later, like you don't fuck that shit because honestly i'm so grateful for the fact that i came out here older because it allowed me the time and the ability to find myself before i came out here and after i'd already known myself after i got rid of all that like crazy partying and the crazy drinking and you know like just all the unnecessary stupid bullshit i got rid of that in detroit and then i came out here granted i did my fair share of partying my fair share of like crazy stupid bullshit out here mm-hmm. but i had to find that That's a great title Crazy, crazy Stupid, stupid bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> For something. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, crazy
0: Stupid Love, like, and then you're just placing one word. Right. Well, bullshit. that would
1: be the sequel, Crazy Stupid Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. producing stuff is just crazy. To me. Yes, it, it is. I would love to be, like, behind the scenes, like, trying to sell shit. Like, I had read this great book. Let's adapt it. Let's get this to a distributor. Let's get this to a writer. Like, Dude, even I that's a fucking that process. <laughs> so you're
0: out here. You're
2: suicidal. Were you trying to kill yourself on a daily? What was happening? How does that look like? It, was, it came to the point when I was at my former company where like my parents went to a party and I was living at their house and I literally I walked downstairs and I'm like I'm done with this shit. I'm done with this life. I, I with this life. I pulled a knife out of the drawer. Literally had a knife to my wrist and was about to make a slit and I saw a red journal sitting right there, and I and I saw that red journal and I was like I need to make some fucking changes. So I quit whoa, my job okay. yeah. what about the red journal it just saved my life man like, well, what was it about it it allowed me to just literally write out all my feelings hmm. like everything that wanted me to kill myself that night in that moment I, I was able to release and Writing for me, like I'm not big into the whole journaling process all the time, consistently, like I know you are big into that. Like Yeah, it's tough you know. me.
1: So you can ruminate a lot by doing that too. Yeah. It's not it, always the best for you.
2: For me I've always found that writing it's always a form of relief and it's always there when I need it, but I don't always need it because it's just it's another thing, you know? And and, and for me the journey is 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 getting deeper to the core. And I don't need more things to get me to the core. I just need to be in my core. Okay. Um, and That being said. That being said. So I'm at 27, you said? Right? Yeah, in 27, 28. So um, I just packed my car up. I quit my job. And so, was
0: it how from the decision of I'm
1: going to move to moving? How long was that? What was that interval?
2: Um, it was about. Three months. Yeah. Uh, so I oh, gave that's a still pretty. I gave a three month notice. I gave like a two month notice to my job because um, one of my coworkers he was he had just put in his two week notice uh, because he was switching to a different company. Mm-hmm. And my employers they always knew that I was an actor. In fact, they came to see my show uh, that I did. And there. So you like, were acting in in Detroit. In Detroit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Just and like
1: as as like a hobby, something for fun, or was I that part was, of that was like I want
2: to. I was wanting to make a career out of it still. Um, Is
1: there any sort of uh, like marketing? There was an industry.
2: There was an industry before uh, Rick Snyder stepped into office. The same governor who created the Flint water crisis is the same governor who killed the film industry in Detroit. Yeah. So fuck him. Anyways. (laughs) Came out here. Came out here. Do you have any friends out here or no? Um, I knew a handful of people um, just like from my acting class. I wouldn't say necessarily friends. I would say like acquaintances, Mm -hmm. like one of my brother's friends who uh, whose brother was out here. He was an actor. And then a couple of my friends from acting class Mm -hmm. um, who I didn't really keep the most in touch with. But um, I came out here and I met up with them and um, I tried to find a place. I I I literally moved out here with no residence. I was like, okay, fuck it. I can find a place in two days. I uh, <laughs> I, booked a, I booked a hostel, I booked it for one night, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I can find a place in one night to stay. Yeah, little did I fucking know how hard it is to find an apartment in Los Angeles. Yep. So I, uh, I went apartment hunting that day, then I came back to the hostel at night, and I was like, yo, guys. I'd like to extend it another day. They're like, we're overbooked. Good luck. Wow. <laughs> and so I, uh, I was freaking out. I had to find an Airbnb. So I, I found an Airbnb for like 10 days mm. and went on the on the grind to find an apartment and um, moved in with some random people and one whom was an acid head, one whom had some other complex issues, which I won't get into on this Holy podcast. Um, and yeah, they just like, they... It got weird with those guys, man. Like passive aggressive, weird. Like mm-hmm. I had to buy a, a whiteboard so we could schedule roommate meetings in order to have conversations because these guys were like putting up tape on the thermometer and tape on the light switches and like yeah. you can't use this ever because it's daylight and it's wasting money and I can't talk to you about this because I have no social skills. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> so-
0: when did the uh, entertainment come back in for you? When did the artistry come back for you after you got out of the bullshit?
2: Um, you know, I jumped right in, like, I jumped right into yeah. acting class when I was out here. Um, so
0: did the chaos of like your living situation contribute to kind of the, the urgency of
2: wanting to make it out here, or was that ever the goal to make it? That has always been the goal. Like, the goal yeah. is the goal for me is to be the brown Johnny Depp, the brown Brad Pitt. Nice. Um, and I'll call it because that's the truth, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the the whole the whole focus on coming out here, everything has always been. Focus on on what it is that I came out here mm-hmm. to create, and anything that di- that that detracts me from that, I would I would just listen inside, listen to my intuition. Really, is really the biggest thing. Like, the biggest answer, the biggest question for me that's always kept me on that focused track is: Is this serving me right now? Um, like, I got lost. I got lost on my path of partying. I got lost on on my track of like taking acting classes that weren't serving me. Well. Right? That-
1: So I wanted to get a little practical. Uh, So what are some of the communities that you found that did work? Like whether specific acting classes, uh, certain communities like a fucking yoga class or group or a gym like where what are some of the community aspects that really work for you that help catapult you forward
2: yeah so i mean definitely my acting classes were definitely very very, very important like, you so i took a class at stella adler um that was cool the one on santa monica yeah the one in Hall- hollywood yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, right next between to- laurel and no no like literally right down in downtown Hollywood. Oh, no, no, no. like right across from right next to the chinese theater got it. a great school I think I'm thinking of Strasbourg yeah, that's Strasbourg yeah. next to Laurel. Um, no, Stella Adler is a great school and, and definitely is great for um, people who are new to acting. Mm. Um, I took a voice and movement lucid body technique class, which is oh, yeah. really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, and I met some actors who I'm still friends with to this day, but... It just—it wasn't me. It, it wasn't for me. It didn't really provide definition to my, to my artistry. To, to a certain level, it did. Mm. Um, and then I took some other acting classes, Adler Improv, with this dude named Rob Adler. That was a really cool class, too. Um, but again, it didn't really serve my overall purpose. It just gave more tools to my tool belt.
1: Well, but doesn't, isn't that... Like, the overall purpose is something you're going to create. That's true. Right? Like that is. I find the different classes are for different purposes, and they, like, are. They, they having more to your tool belt. It's like I, it's my my classes at Groundlings were weren't defining my artistic experience, but holy shit, to to know that I can reach a certain place just without knowing two minutes before where I was gonna go, it's like really liberating.
2: You're very right about you that. You know what I'm like saying? Like Adler Improv was phenomenal for me on that aspect. We're, we're really getting into it. Yeah, you're it getting into, into, it, it, into it. it. But no, yeah. but this is important.
1: Yeah. This is important because like. This is part of that journey, right? Like when I came here, I spent some time working at this weird studio. I'm not going to mention it in the Valley, which I really don't regret because it was a lot of fun. I'll get into my story after, but like, I don't regret that because I met interesting people, but I probably wouldn't recommend that off the bat to, to actors because like I probably spent too much time there. I probably spent too much time in commute there to, Mm. you know, I wasn't really in the shit of it Mm. up there. You know, it wasn't, it was it wasn't really serving a purpose, like kind of what he was saying, but there yeah. were others that did. So I think it's important to kind of get this shit out because when you first meet here, when you first come here, you're going to meet people who are going to say, oh, oh come my to place. my, my yeah. class, come to my class. You, you kind of want to know where to, how to distill that out. Right?
2: And it's, it's important still- It's important to do that exploration. You yeah. know, like I I, I, I I, don't want to discount my, my journey in, in, in trying the different classes because they definitely did add, mm-hmm. you know, add tools to my belt, which is like, being an actor is kind of like being Batman. Like you, you, want different tools on your accessory tool belt. Just like you never know when you're gonna pull this out. You know, like,
1: slightly more vocal dynamics.
2: Yeah. Than Batman. Yeah. I mean, hmm. that that was more higher pitch than I get Batman. You. That was kind of more Robin, sorry. wasn't? Sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry. Okay. When, DC um, nerd. So what? Uh, when did? Let's so let's go back to like when you got here. 27, mm. 20, 26, 27. What would you tell that guy? what would
2: yeah man just trust in the journey and like don't stay stressed like c- keep to your meditation yeah, come, on, come on i don't like it dude really for the biggest the biggest thing for me was keeping in my meditation and i know that okay. this is like beating the dead fucking horse no, for me no that's, that's fine but it always is like i i was meditating and that saved my life back in michigan and i came out here and i was meditating and then i fell off track and then i fell off track with my life like i was hustling too hard on the uber grind i was hustling too hard to make money so you were Ubering I, yeah interesting yeah ubering was my biggest hustle from the get go got it And I've I've been doing that ever since. I feel like
0: this is for my own like selfish desires. Mm. Um, But do you feel like there's any information you can give that version of yourself at 27 that would change your trajectory to land that 21 Jump Street or land that big movie situation or meet that? So much of this career is all
2: about luck so much of this career is all about luck. I would say like the only the biggest adjustment I would do, I would say to myself is is start taking casting director classes, but even then I wasn't even sharp enough of an actor at that point to to jump in these casting director classes because like oh, yeah. these classes are all do about class networking. Class I know shit. we totally can. But like LA is all about networking and I'm totally aware of all the networking that's necessary in this industry mm-hmm. because it's 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 a small environment and the bigger you get, the the smaller you realize that this industry is. And so you got to make the networks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't go into the networking opportunities without having the right skill set. Yes. Or else you'll just compl- completely make an ass of yourself. So and me, you I'm burn so yourself.
1: happy. It's such practical shit that you just said. It's the most practical stuff that you've ever said. <laughs> but it's so true. It's so fucking true. <laughs> um, no it's true though it's true because no look because that's you can't meditate your way into becoming better at your craft like no. it can help you it's such an important tool so it you helps you ground centered. into yourself I, the other yeah. day I was shooting last week and like and before every take like I had a moment even if it wasn't a full meditation it's just a moment of like where are my toes Right, like where am I like my feet are on the ground right now like yeah. who the fuck am I right now and oh yeah this is who I am <laughs> fucking let's go knock yeah. knock knock and then you know action All right, like mm-hmm. I wasn't Without meditation, I don't know if I would be mindful enough to do that. And just being, it, it, it I helps I would, you get in the zone as a character too. Like absolutely. you
2: know, just like when you get when you meditate, you can escape your mind yeah. and you can step into your character's shoes more. But you gotta have that ability to step into your character's shoes. Right. You know, like you absolutely. have to have that ability to know what the emotionality foundation for right. where you're playing is. Even and it's you,
1: important also to say that we're coming. The three of us are coming from a perspective like Adams. You're not a millionaire yet. <laughs> To me, you're not the brown Brad Pitt, and I'm not the what people like I'm not the fucking Ryan Reynolds meets Bradley Cooper yet either. Like we're all coming from a place <laughs> that is we're still fucking seeking. We yeah. still want. Like we're doing it. Well we're creating. We're doing, we're doing the yeah. one day. We're doing yeah. it, but yeah. we are so much more prepared.
2: Yeah. You know, and oh, we're yeah. in the process of it. So oh, yeah.
1: I'm so much closer. You're so much closer. Yeah. You're so much closer to yeah. where you wanna be. And what's fun is like we're having a good time and we're happy. For most and that's
2: the biggest times. thing, man, to have a good time every single instance of it. Because if you stop having a good time, then that's when you know it's it's maybe time to take a breath or it's time uh, to step away for a second or like yeah. because you got to be having fun with this journey at every step of the way.
1: Well, it's hard because there's so much that's in pursuit. Mm-hmm. So if you're not and this is like. I don't know I've, if we are ready I can go into I can start please yeah, go for it.
2: jump in but
1: like if you're not enjoying that pursuit you're literally think about the amount of time you're in that life it's all of your life right until you are on set working on a show or on a job or on a mm-hmm. film that's like literally paying your bills yeah you are still in pursuit of that thing yeah. and to everybody who's coming to this town to do this or Who's here doing this? Like, you're still in pursuit. Even if you're on a show, if you're a guest star mm-hmm. on a fucking procedural, you're still in pursuit because guess what? Tomorrow you're not being called back here. You're just getting your sag scale. Yeah. You know, maybe residuals. I got a $17 residual check the other day. For a oh, fucking, dude, I've been getting like, $11. Yeah, dude, guy. it's not glamorous. So i read somebody if, who
2: had an $86, 86, 86 cents, yeah, residual <laughs>
1: check before, too. So, like, it's crucial to know that, like, even when you're on set for NBC <laughs> shooting that thing, you're still in pursuit because that's only 800 bucks. Like, you may be a little bit more. So, even when you're doing the thing, you have to enjoy it. You yeah. have to love it. You have to be like, holy fucking shit, I'm doing this now. Yeah. Or I'm... Um, I had a great scene in class, and like, that fucking made my blood boil because how how great it is to like be connected to the thing that I'm yeah. trying to do, right? So if you're not having those experiences, like it, it's it makes your life so hard. Yeah. And especially like one of my my best friend in the world, he's a lawyer, fucking so successful, like beast, and my age, like amazing guy. Like, he'll ask me the same questions. He'll be like, "So how'd that audition go? Like, oh, like did you hear back about this? Like, you, you like." It fucking sucks because like he doesn't understand what the wins are for us, right? (laughs) And the answers that you give. And the answers I'm like, like, fuck you, you know, like really kindly, but fuck you.
2: Um, It happens when it happens. (laughs) And
1: and and not to say that like he doesn't, he shouldn't ask me this because of course he should. That's what people ask. They ask you that, you know. But my point is that you know I have to. I can't be triggered by those questions. I can't be. I can't be like. If I'm in a place that's like god that reminds me that I'm still in pursuit, fuck, that sucks. Yeah. Like that's a really shitty place to be that, because then I'm waiting around for that thing and then that thing comes. It's like it's so fleeting or it might not come at all.
0: Well, let's get you on the horse here. Um, when did you come out here? Yeah, whatnot. so I came I mean, out. Yeah. So uh, very
1: my story's so different than you guys. I'm like <laughs> it yeah, it is it it, it is. Um, <laughs> It is. So I, I grew up in That's Brooklyn. Fun. I grew up in New York. Like uh, fucking celebrities of my neighborhood. Like I sell actors. Like, I, you know, you, you see what the world is all about. I'm, fr- I'm in the city. I'm in New York City. You know, mm. it's fucking glamorous. Um, but nobody in my circle, nobody like was in Hollywood or in the acting sphere. So I didn't really know anything about it. I was just always really intrigued. So I jumped in early 20s uh, in New York. But like, dude, I was, I'm the typical, like, I like a bunch of things I don't really commit mm. you know such a wishy-washy dude so nonchalant privileged like nothing I didn't really put my like hand to the grindstone like until I was probably 30 or close to it once I felt the the you know the, the fucking uh, the, whatever that is <laughs> the, uh, shit anxiety what is this you know yeah so so for me it was like at some point I'll move to LA some point I'll move to LA. Moved to Chicago for a year, started bartending there, did mm. some improv. Like dabble, I was like the king at second So he's like the baby steps. So you're yeah, Second dude. City? I was such a, no, I did, uh, yeah, I did Second City. Yeah. I did uh, two rounds of Second City, so oh, for beautiful. about six months, loved it. It's but I was City still so dabbling, like I was like, oh, you're not that bad, okay, great, thanks guys, and then not go back, right? Yeah. Like, great acting class, Atlantic acting studio, T. Schreiber studio. Great scene, dude! Like amazing, great job. Oh no, not audition for the play because you know I'm bartending now and bartending's five nights a week. I can't, can't fucking do and a this play. This was when you were
2: in Chicago. This is
1: Chicago towards New York. So it was back and forth, and then I moved back to New York when I was 25.
2: Okay. And
1: again, like produced a pilot, kind of acted in it, kind of, kind of. I'll let that put all my other auditioning on hold. Just didn't commit. It was just mm-hmm. a lot of like in between. And then one. So oh, yeah. I got a lot of you know experience slowly, but. Yeah. It could have been, like, at 22, if I was like, let's just get my MFA and dive in, you know, I would I could have gotten all that experience over, you know, in two, three years. Instead, slowly but surely building up the strength, avoiding weakness, avoiding fear.
2: Dude, I feel you on that. You know? That was so a lot of my journey, too. It like, was
1: just so much of that. Yeah. And here's the thing. Unlike you guys, it wasn't a job that fell through or I didn't like. It was a job I fucking loved. Mm. I was bartending. I love bartending, like such a part of my identity but i was working in soho making close to six figures bartending like previous last two years there and i realized that as good as this was as much love as i would receive from my regulars my people i'm like man i still really want to act i still really want this thing to work that's a good sign the fact that i love this job so much that I'm good at this job so much and I still and I'm a, I'm willing to walk away from it.
2: You know, I'm curious really yeah. quick and it's a bit of a it's a Once bit I, of a rewind. No, it's fine. But when did you get bit by the bug? Like what is it acting? that like, yeah.
1: Uh, I was in college and uh I was I was always intrigued by like the theater kids. I would go to the sh- I, I went to a couple of the shows, they put Closer up and I was like, Oh, I like Closer, it's a good mm-hmm. movie. I didn't know it was a play, let's go watch it. Yeah. It was really cool. And then like those acting kids were like in my economics class and I mm-hmm. would like ask them questions. It was like so did you like, how do you like get into this? Like, did you take theater? they like, oh, you're a theater major. So I had room in my junior year to start taking electives. Okay. And first one was like theater 101, theater 102. So, and I remember mm-hmm. a, a workshop. You know, you get those contentless scenes mm-hmm. where it's like seven lines. It's not about anything. You have to kind of fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in class and everyone was doing like big, stupid, like, like fake melodramatic versions of it. And I'm sitting with my scene partner. I was like, this kind of just looks like a husband and wife, like getting ready and she's taking a while and he's getting upset and so grounded, so real. And I was like, let's just do it like that. And we did it. And the teacher was like, see guys, that's how you do it. And then I was like, ah, ah, oh my God. Everything. I never felt that before.
0: Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, dude. And then from (laughs) that point on, I was
1: like, i'm gonna graduate get my economics in english degree so i could finish go back to new york start studying start figuring it out but i didn't tell anybody mm. right and that's the problem is like i didn't like make it me mm. i was just like oh, i think i could do this in the back of my mind so all right when did LA happen? so, so, so I yeah so back back. that yeah. was uh early 2020 la happened that job at, in new york i loved it but i was like i gotta do it i'm about i'm 29 this is j- january when i left that job and i was like i'll be tw- 30 in may okay Gotta do it now, and I realized it probably that fall, so probably like October, November prior, so f- three, four months prior.
0: And then you had some money saved up. You're making. These I started products.
1: saving that for like that summer, perfect. and I saved a good amount of money. It was like probably like ten thousand dollars.
2: Perfect for you.
1: Um, and I had a place to stay. And my best friend in the world, Jackie, she had an apartment downtown. I was, she was like, "Stay here as long as you you need." So like, the perfect setup, right? And this is where, where I'll get into kind of like my mistake and what i wish i did differently and i'm not going to say it's a regret but it's a mistake don't come come with all that absolutely and don't be afraid to like burn through it like it happens but come not with the idea that i'm going to pursue my passion and have this single mindset kind of like what you were saying come with the the comprehensive understanding that i'm moving to a new place and in order to succeed in any place I need to be a part of the community, right? So I came, I was like, I have enough money. I'm not going to bartend for a few months. I'm not going to, uh, I'm just going to like f- figure out my representation with my manager. She's going to help me find an agent and I'm going to take an acting class. And then that's going to be my world for a few months. Nah, dude. Like, you got going to make some money. Make some money. Yeah. Get a job. Yeah. Get a you job immediately. Situated. Get situated, get that structure, meet people, man. Meet people on your grind. Meet the other musicians, the actors, the Mm. the students on the grind. Like, don't waste time thinking that like your transition from one city to the next can be done kind of solo. It doesn't happen. Like And the minute I got my bar job in and this was not (laughs) till like April. I didn't get like a good bar job till April. And I have like great experience. I had to kind of pick and choose. The minute I started working there, like two weeks later, I was like, ah new friends, new people, people to collaborate with, to throw around ideas, to like go to the gym with, to go play ball with, to go to the beach with. That was so important because, and also just having that 25 hour week job. It's like, okay, now I can structure what I'm going to do in my time off as opposed to just being like, okay, I wake up and what do I do? Like walk around the city and figure out like how to get, you know, how to get my auditions. Like I had an agent, but it's like, you gotta, and so, it's so important, and this is like inexcusable if you don't do. Find your class, find a good class, something that challenges you where you're actually learning. Mm-hmm. De- depending on your skill level, obviously, like if you've had, like for me, I needed to go back to the basics and the fundamentals. I'm, I was good, but I wasn't free, right? Mm-hmm. I was locked up, so I, I ended up at the Howard Fine Studio. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great school. And it's theater. It's,
2: did you like it? Because I was I worked thinking, with oh, Laura okay. Gardner, uh, okay. so
1: not with Howard. I worked with Laura Gardner. She was amazing because she was tough, and it was intimidating. And I'm somebody that like, if it's intimidating, it's tough for me. Like that's when I'll get nervous. That's when I, so I needed that. Like all right, lights. You know, house lights up, house lights out. Grab my chair. Look what worked, what didn't, and why. Right, like that sort of. Like, safe but not safe environment where you worked for a week in rehearsal to put up two minutes of one scene. Like, that's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And I needed those reps. And I needed to figure out how to analyze the script properly, how to do Mm -hmm. all those things. And uh, Laura Gardner and Howard Fine really helped me do that. Dude, I really undervalued... A year and a half, two years.
2: I really undervalued... The importance of script analysis up until even that's just everything. two years ago. Yeah. Well, now that's everything. Like, yeah. yeah, because like for me, it was like always just the craft, the craft, right. the craft. I got to focus on how to be the character, right. how to get, how to get past my emotional blocks. But yeah. like, dude, once you get to understanding how to tear through that script, right. it's just like, oh, it's, this this is like cheese yeah. now. And look, <laughs> look we'll go
1: into that deeply, but you know, the, the the key points for me was I came without a car, without a job without real idea of like how i could hustle industry-wise not big audition but like theater companies cool interesting troops improv like i didn't have you know all of those those three things and no no i said no job but like it i would flip it i would completely reverse it i would come with like what what improv school am I going to work at or you come over like, like yeah, let's get yeah, a car sure. the first week right. like spend some of that mm-hmm. money and get a car so i can bounce around so i'm not limiting my mobility because yeah. I'm, i don't want to Uber Well because you came from New
2: York though and you wouldn't have I know the right of life. but i am
1: still spending 5 600 a month on ubers like yeah. you know like but
2: because in New York like you're able to travel wherever you and so you don't need a get, car
1: but for me it was like oh well, i don't want to take more than 3 ubers a day so that limits your exp- your exploration, like what you can get done in a day. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would just flip all that upside down and be like, don't worry about your career. Your career will come if you have the vision, if you have like what I want. Focus on setting up a life so you can be yourself like if you to be an actor you need to be out in the world having experiences you need to be a person you can't just your art. exactly and so you know that's what i would say is like be part of the community get a job get a car get a class maybe two classes and then don't try to meet people that's just going to happen
0: perfect so that's what i'd say uh any closing remarks
2: (sighs) film you know just just stay in love with what you're doing. You got to stay in love with what you're doing if you're going to be out here in LA grinding because it's so easy to not, to fall and falter from that. And that's yeah. oftentimes the people who start losing their measures of success and I find end up moving back home.
1: Well, I'll meet that with a little bit of a, uh, you're, you're right. Sometimes we can't love everything we do because it's a grind. So I would meet that a little bit with Adam's point of view, which is, Keep doing it. If you like it, three out of the six days of the week that you're working on it, but not the other three, you know what? That's not bad.
2: That's do good enough. wake
1: up and do it those three days also because you deals. gotta get great.
2: You
0: gotta get great. Like that. You gotta put in your numbers. Your brain to see that you can structure your life in a way you're doing something that you don't hundred percent like. Or ninety percent like, but like it's eighty percent. Yeah, that's enough for you to keep dude, on And going if you up. get great at something, you're gonna like it.
2: Yeah, dude, that Malcolm Gladwell figure always rests in the back of my what? brain. Like 10, hours? The, the ten yeah. thousand hours yeah, hour yeah, rule. Of course. Yeah, it's hard
1: with acting, especially. You you can't really just wake up and act. You kind of be in the environment to do it, right? You need the tension. You need the collaboration.
2: Yes and no, but like you, as long as you're practicing and working on your art to or, to yeah. some extent every single day. That's it's where I strive like, It's still not
1: like clocking in. Like, getting 10,000 hours acting can take a decade as opposed to, you
2: know... It, it can. ...playing chess. It can. And right? that's why, like, it, I find... And, and it's it's an ever-moving journey, but I always find that I have to find ways to work in yeah. acting into my life at least, you know, a couple times, a few times yeah. a week. Sorry, you know, I that's don't so know. It's so easy to fall off that. I
1: know this isn't necessarily your journey, but <laughs> for a lot of people, it is.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just little um, we cut through some of this, but... Um, my, I'm realizing like, every time I, sh- I show up and sit here, a lot of my job isn't like for this specific podcast, isn't like for me to be like, oh, look how awesome I am.
2: Mm-hmm. Talk about me.
0: It's like it's uncovering the, the gems that you guys have. Mm-hmm. So that's what I enjoy about it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to fucking sit in the driver's seat. I can be in the passenger seat and still have a good time. Right. But I'm
1: also inspired by your story and like your impulsive, same, you Thanks, know, man. fucking energy. <laughs> and your ability to just do that was crazy. Yeah, it was fucking nuts.
0: I I salute the 22-year-old, 21-year-old version of myself. Yeah. He had just like he had something else going on. I was that.
1: waking up at noon living in my mom's brownstone.
0: Yeah, that was It's put right there. It's next level privilege. It's beautiful though. Um awesome though.
2: I mean, I still have times when I wake up at noon, I'm not going to lie. This is <laughs> you
0: guys, man. <laughs> I don't fucking wake up at noon. I'm on that 6 a.m. shit. I'm I mean, I'm working
2: my ass off yeah. to get to the 6 a.m. Yeah. Oftentimes, it's about 7 a.m. nowadays. That's but, all
1: right. That's good. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Well, I think overall, I think moving in this direction might might be what what you guys are going to hear, right? Like,
0: just yeah. some practical shit. So I think we're, and like I said, it's so much of what I can add to the table is the entrepreneurship game, and then a lot of what you're adding, both of you, are just adding, like, the in-depth, practical things you can do here mm-hmm. as an artist
1: to think, be able to expand yeah. your craft. I think that's to... so important to share. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we shouldn't mince the details, really. Cause the like, skill sets, tools. sets. That's what's helpful.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, a last thing I will, as an ending note, just got to always keep that mindset sharp. You know? Oh, yeah. Got to keep that mindset positive, man, because it's so easy to falter on yourself in L.A. It's so easy to get down on yourself in the city. Mm-hmm. Just got to keep that mindset sharp and, and just keep on knowing why you came out here. That's it.
0: Cool. Cool. Adios. Thanks for listening to Friends of, of the, the Devil. devil.
1: There's too many devils in Friends of the Devil. Friends of the Devil.